0: Hey, all you creeps, I'm Elle, and this is Murder on the Four Twenty Express. Welcome back to another episode and in today's episode I have quite the treat for you and I really hope you guys like it. I put a lot of work into this episode and I really hope you enjoy it also I kind of want to get a little bit more personal with you guys um I feel like it's just I'm trying to to find a very healthy happy medium for for me um just because I'm such a people pleaser I'm such a perfectionist and sometimes I I I'm like oh no no this will This will do great. This will do great. This will do great. But I just don't allow the creativity and just the energy to flow. It's very stagnant sometimes. And I, I stress myself out. So uh, thank you for bearing with me on being a little bit more personal, being a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more easygoing. This transition for me, um just me doing murder on the 420 express by myself without a co-host has definitely been an eye-opening experience for what I want to bring to the show and how I want it to 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 be and <laughs> and where I want it to go and I'm still trying to find my footing and I am so, so grateful for all of you guys out there that have listened in. Um, as of February 12th, um, I'm recording this on February 14th. Happy Valentine's day, everybody. (laughs) But as of February 12th, the podcast has officially been up and running again, for a month and we collectively had 402 listeners listen in and I am so grateful for every single one of you. It's just been, it's been so amazing. It's just been one hell of a ride. So much has happened and, um, I'm just, I'm taking it day by day, um, day by day. That's pretty much all we can really do, Um, but I, again, want to thank all of you for your patience and your feedback, and I I, I love you guys. You guys are awesome, but getting into today's episode, I kind of wanted to do something a little bit new, talk about current events of what's happening. So, like I said, uh, today I'm recording this on February 14th, just so everyone is aware. I didn't leave my husband in the dark, okay? We celebrated uh, Valentine's Day about two weeks earlier, which was great. Um, He took me out to Outback Steakhouse, and we went to um, the drive-in, the drive-in is like our thing, right? So he took me to see this movie called Fear. And I'm actually going to be talking about this movie in our episode because if I'm being honest, I did not like it. It was not, it had so much potential for a horror movie. And then it just, it flopped. In my personal opinion, it just, it flopped. But, um, two things, or Let's start with the first thing that I want to talk about as far as, like, current events happening in our day-to-day life that kind of coincide with cannabis, true crime, conspiracy. So, we all know raw rolling papers, right? It's, like, a staple if you're a cannabis user, right? So, they lost a lawsuit recently (laughs) and I was like, I'm sorry, they were there was a lawsuit. Coming to find out, their rolling papers contain arsenic and heavy metals, not hemp organic rolling papers that we have been or they have marketed to us, right? Number two, apparently they don't make their rolling papers in Alcoy, Spain. Which on every single packaging states that they make their rolling papers in Alcoy, Spain. That's also not true. And then the charity foundation that they created, Raw Foundation, guess what? It don't fucking exist apparently. Shit is wild. So uh, Raw Organic Hemp Rolling Papers, the company itself, has been ordered by the U.S., direct court to immediately cease its production of the rolling papers. So I don't know exactly what that would mean for um, dispensaries in the states that have it recreationally and medically um, legalized. I'm not sure exactly what that would mean as far as like pre-roll production or sales, so on and so forth, because I know a lot of the house rolls that I get from the dispensary that I frequent um, in my state, um, a lot of the house rolls are rolled with <laughs> raw organic hemp paper and also the the filters, the raw filters. So I don't know what that's going to mean. So if you're in a legalized state and let me know if any of your house rolls end up not rolling with raw, raw hemp, organic rolling papers. So let me know what's going on. Also, have have we all noticed the UFOs going on? Like, it's insane the amount of enough. unidentified flying objects that are just posted up. I believe there was one that flew in Alaska, one that flew, or sorry, one that was shot down in Alaska, one that flew over Canada, and then I think there was two more sightings. I'm not sure if those were shot down or not. I did not get really good clarifying answers on that one for you guys I'm really sorry but I just wanted to talk about it fucking aliens do you think we're having an alien invasion like I have questions I have questions and I hope I hope I hope my listeners have some answers so let me know what y'all think about um a possible alien invasion do you think they're here have they been here did they never leave let me know (laughs) (laughs) let me know. But let me give you guys a few announcements before we um, jump into the strain of the day. So one, I do have subscriptions for the podcast and I haven't yet put out a uh, paid for episode, like a subscribed only episode. So if you join the Secret Society of the Crypt Creepers, it's like $4.99 a month and you get exclusive episodes that are solely just for you guys. They're not for nobody else. They're for you. They are for you. Um, also, I'm thinking about doing a 27 club series. So I know back when Amanda and I started this podcast, we would do series, a.k.a. seasons of the podcast. Um, First, we started out with like cryptids and then we moved into serial killers and then we moved into conspiracy theories. And then, um, granted, we didn't do a lot of episodes um, as far as like the series went, but um, I'm thinking about doing that again, just doing series series episodes. So, I'm thinking about doing one on the 27 Club. If you guys don't know what the 27 Club is, it's pretty much um actors, musicians, uh they die at the age of 27. It's like a curse, you know, woo kind of curse. <laughs> Um, and I'm, uh, we're going to start off with my absolute favorite conspiracy to go off of. And that is Kurt Cobain. I love him. Love, 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 love. uh, Obviously I'm wearing a Nirvana shirt. So if you're watching this, you can see this Nirvana shirt. Um, so I'm thinking about starting off with Kurt Cobain. I have a lot of like knowledge in relation to Nirvana and Kirk And I have a lot of conspiracies (laughs) in relation to his death, Um, so on and so forth. But let me know if there's anybody specific in the 27 Club that you would like to hear, like Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, Robert Johnson. There's a lot. There's a lot. Amy Winehouse. Like, come on, who doesn't want to hear about these amazing stories of people who were taken too soon from us um also if you haven't followed our social medias get some additional content for cannabis and true crime paranormal and more (laughs) i only post on instagram and tiktok (laughs) so if anyone's wondering it is the same hashtag for both So it's Murder on the 420 Official. No spaces, no underscores, just straight through Murder on the 420 Official. Make sure you're following to get all the latest updates and more. But in today's episode, this one is special, very, very special. Because today we're going to be talking about one of the world's most controversial events to happen and it's no surprise that it has been going on for as long as it has been you know and it's literally still happening today uh we're gonna be talking about satanic panic you vibing no okay great (laughs) but let's get into the strain of the day finally okay So before we deliver today's episode, let me get into the strain of the day. The strain that we're smoking on today is, (laughs) I feel that in and of itself needs a fucking warning label. It's called Space Cadet. Um, And I wish I was playing around when I say that this bud needs a warning label. The bud smell is so sweet. It's Like, but it's pungent. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of got like that little skunky earthy woodsy flavor, but it's very, very sweet smelling. And so if you're on the hunt for a heady bud with an out of this world high, you found it with Space Cadet. This bud brings on a soaring effect with a lifted and focused overtone that will have you flying into outer space. You'll feel them hit you instantly, like instantaneously, like those UFOs hitting the ground apparently, (laughs) rushing into your brain with an energizing state of euphoria that activates your senses and gets your mental gears turning. At the same time, a surprisingly heavy physical uh, feeling will wash over you lulling you into a state of pure couch lock that has you feeling immovable and still wide awake and <laughs> mentally alert that sounds like it would bring on so much paranoia for the wrong person so like, like when i tried out space cadet for the first time i'm telling you it was wild wild i was so mentally active and so mentally aware and i didn't really get the couch lock feeling but i know that some people will get that couch lock feeling um but that's just i'm <laughs> reading that again i'm like oh no that sounds like that would be a really bad high for somebody who's like just mentally just go 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 and then all of a sudden they can't go. The <laughs> couch locked. Oh. so with these effects, it is super high—twenty percent on average for the THC level. So, space cadet is often chosen to treat a variety of conditions, including chronic pain, insomnia, chronic fatigue, depression, and chronic anxiety and stress, and or stress. This bud has a sweet and sour citrusy uh, diesel flavor with a fruity herbal exhale. The aroma is very similar with a cushy herbal um, overtone accented by sour citrus and sweet fruits. Space Cadet buds have fat heart shaped forest green nugs. Oh my God, that sounds beautiful. (laughs) With thick red-orange hairs and tiny white crystal uh, trichomes. So if you want to try out Space Cadet, it is definitely for advanced stoners. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily give that to somebody who's taken a puff for the first time because they'll be zooted. But uh, don't forget to ask your local bud tender if they have any of this amazing strain in stock the next time you go to your logo dispo. Now grab your favorite piece, let's get stoned, let's get mind blown, and let's talk about the widespread social phenomenon known as satanic panic. So what exactly is satanic panic? Like do you know? Do you know? Does anybody know? Raise a hand. Okay, so like the term satanic panic was coined in the 1980s to describe a widespread phenomenon in which people believed that there was a widespread satanic cult that was responsible for widespread abuse and murder, particularly of children. The panic was fueled by sensationalized media coverage, um, antidotal accounts from Supposed victims and questionable claims from self proclaimed experts. So, in other words, it's a modern day witch hunt, but on a much, much larger scale, right? So, much thanks to the media for making that possible because <laughs> it's a widespread, it's widespread. We, there's like over, um, There's like over 2,000 cases that are supposedly linked to satanic panic. It's insane. So as we take a deep dive into the world of satanic panic, we will go over five, five (laughs) of the most controversial cases that have had their hands in causing mass hysteria. But before we get into those cases... Let's take a look at some interesting facts and theories into what fueled this phenomenon in the first place. Satanic panic isn't a new concept. The term itself wasn't even coined until the 1980s, but there have been other events in history that have portrayed the same widespread hysteria that is known as this evil, sadistic, God-fearing phenomenon. Before we really dive into this first part um of the episode. I just want to put a disclaimer out there. I'm not bashing anyone's religion. What I'm going to be presenting to you are facts. Do I have my two cents and do I have my opinions? Yeah, sure. Everybody does. Just know that I'm not meaning to talk, I'm not meaning to speculate, I'm not meaning to cause hysteria in any way shape or form when it comes to anyone's religion anybody's viewpoints we all have our own we all have our own opinions we own we all have our own belief systems um I'm just giving you the facts of what I've noticed in my research in in taking a deep dive into what satanic panic actually is so Just letting everyone know, I'm not dissing you, dog. I completely understand. We can go back to one very famous, (laughs) another very famous um, event in history, right? To the Salem Witch Trials, which happened in 1693 in Colonial Massachusetts. More than 200 people were accused of practicing witchcraft and the devil's magic. And 20 people were executed. Now, they weren't burned at the stake. They were hanged. So, anyone claiming that they burned witches at the stake at the Salem Witch Trials, very much wrong. They, most of them were hung. But why? Right? So, since the 17th century, the stories of the trials have become synonymous with paranoia and injustice. Fueled by xenophobia, religious extremists, and long-brewing social tensions, the witch hunt continues to beguile the popular imagination more than 300 years later. In 1749, a German nunnery in Wurzburg experienced an epidemic of screaming, squirming, and trans-like, which led to the beheading of a suspected witch. But this period, however, um, the dancing plagues had disappeared and possession crises were a rarity. The incidence of possessions declined with the rise of modern rationalism. Therefore, mass outbreaks of disassociation tended to be confined to harshly managed settings such as factories and schools and to be triggered by groundless fears of poisoning or exposure to toxic chemicals. For a variety of reasons, even these outbreaks are now uncommon in the Western world. Although religious persecution isn't a new concept and quite frankly, isn't going out of style anytime soon, We need to take a look back at other events in history where widespread fear of the devil, Satan, or witches made a lasting impression on the culture the way Satanic panic did. Throughout the 20th century, we see things pop up in pop culture that really plant seeds into the minds of those that are fearful of what worshiping Satan could bring. My theory, and keep in mind... This is just my theory. Um, As far back as I can recount, uh, the widespread fear of demonic possession and the practice of Satanism has long been used as a tactic to push a very God-fearing agenda. But the thing is, people fear what they do not know. And people fear what they are told to fear from those that believe will save them from themselves. I'll say it again. Religious propaganda. It is... That's literally what this is. Hang with me. Okay? Just hang with me for a second. There has been a particular stat that not many people are aware of. Unless you're into this kind of thing. Um, In an NPR article, it stated that American Christianity... As a majority, is shrinking as of a 2022 study. Only 64% of Americans identify as being Christian, and that is estimated to drop below 50% by 2070. We saw this type of a decline right after World War II. Don't believe me? It wasn't a big decline, but it was big enough to be noticed. Decline started in the 1960s and 70s, and nearly every Western country saw a decline in attendance and membership, as well as the number of clergy and clergy. Sorry. as well as a number of clergy and religious professionals. So let me give you an idea of what that looks like, right? So in France in 1956, there was 825 secular priests that had been ordained. By 1975, just 19 years later, that number dropped to 181. That is a significant drop, Significant drop. So, in the 1960s, the 1960s in and of itself was a cataclysmic time for spirituality and politics, right? So, there was this convergence of major social change with new currents of thinking and the impact of specific events, notably the civil rights movement, the Vietnam War, and Vatican II or Vatican II. These events are not something that just happened overnight. The movement behind these events, believe it or not, were centuries in the making. So the 1960s brought this first component of this so-called new religion in order to achieve this the success in the West as far as Christianity or whatever new religion, a new aspect, a new perspective of um, organized religion, the the way to win the West was through, bear with me here, bear fucking with me. This word is so hard for me to pronounce. Egotalitarianism. Isn't it? So let's look at America for for an example. The first phase was to evolve from to. So the first phase to evolve to egotalitarianism was abolition. Though the Bible supports some forms of slavery in some circumstances, it was held that all slavery is essentially and always immoral and inhumane. The trend of this sort of argumentation was clear to some. They warned that if the Bible's teachings on slavery can be ignored, or worse, if it can be made to appear intrinsically unrighteous in in and of itself, then the Bible would become functionally impotent in determining social policies. if you can't, let me sigh again. Because isn't that what we're facing literally today in today's society as a whole, this is exactly what we're facing right now is the fact that because of someone else's belief in a political system, they are choosing to enforce laws based on their own personal belief instead of the general consensus of what is right what are our god-given rights so it's not a new concept separation of church and state but for some reason having having that moral high ground because you're you're inside of an a, a religious sector to make political change like well the bible says that i can own a slave okay but slavery is inhumane so therefore you see that this teaching this by this this book this book of all knowing knowledge of morals and stories and the whole kit cat and caboodle is all of a sudden wrong so then, what do you do? You evolve. You change with the times, and that is exactly where we're going. You know, like this. This is this is why we have separation of church and state. You can still have your belief system; it just shouldn't impose or be imposed on anyone else. I mean, me, myself, and I. I'm a. i am aiii do not I don't. I don't. I don't follow suit with organized religion. I really don't. I have my own personal beliefs, but here's the thing. I don't push those beliefs onto anyone else. My spirituality is mine and mine alone. It doesn't belong to you, it belongs to me. It doesn't belong to him or her, it belongs to me. So why would I impose my beliefs onto somebody else? It just, it doesn't sit well with me. It just doesn't, okay? But I digress. So joining, aiding, and abetting egotalitarianism is the second component, evolutionism, right? Like what I said, you have to evolve. So if man may interrupt any situation or information with a blind eye to scripture, trusting their own unaided wisdom, They will seek to interpret all data, all the information, everything that they're perceiving in the same way by using your intuition, using your gut, using your all forsaken knowledge, your common sense. For some reason, they just don't want you fucking thinking for yourself. I don't know. The soul would be treated as just another department of science, and religion would be treated either as a psychological or sociological phenomenon. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Thanks to everyone who listens and supports Murder on the 420 Express. I'm happy to announce that we have a new segment of the show. Shh, it's top secret, though, so listen up. Join the secret society of the Crypt Creepers and gain exclusive access to our subscriber-only content. Be the first to hear thrilling insights and bonus episodes. Sign up now and unlock the mysteries of the Crypt. Now, back to our program. Nevertheless, religious participation was declining. We had an uprise in cult-like behavior slash activity and in spirituality in general. We see this with the numerous infamous cults cult or cult-like churches uh, starting to take root in 1995, or sorry, <laughs> not 1995, we, <laughs> we see we start to see like numerous infamous cult-like churches start to take root as early as 1955. The People's Temple. You know that. The People's Temple. Jim Jones. John? John? No. Jim Jones. Jim Jones. That started as early as 1955. World War II ended in 1947. No, sorry. 1945, 1945, only 10 years later, and you have like this, the most infamous one, right? The People's Temple. You had the branch of uh, Davidins, also starting in 1955. The Sullivans, 1957. Uh, Children of God. Uh, Family International was started in 1968. Heaven's Gate was 1972 and then of course the most infamous one of them all the Manson family right started in the 1960s so like i mean when i mean by we can even see this in today in the new spirituality movement that's going on right you have astrologers tarot readers witches um all these like Like, don't get me wrong. I'm one of them too. Like all of these pagans just like coming out of the woodworks. But like, you have to be so careful about which spiritual mentor that you want to follow. I've seen so many people on TikTok, on Instagram, even YouTube. I don't really follow Facebook anymore. But like, you see a lot of these people that are following these so-called mentors. And they're ending up in what is called a spiritual psychosis or the rational mind would just call that psychosis. So like when we're talking about spirituality and we're talking about faith and we're talking about something that's bigger than us, it's, it's really broad and there is no cookie cutter shape to go into and it's really hard because when you're trying to, this is <laughs> this is where the blonde lead the blind." If you've ever heard that statement before, or that phrase, "This is where the blonde lead the blind." So nothing gets <laughs> through us and grabs a hold of our psyche better than the media in which we're consuming like I was talking about with social media in today's aspect, right? We can see the fear-based propaganda through the creation of horror films and the widespread protest of rock and roll music and even role-playing games such as Dungeons & Dragons. We, I, like, I have to bring these things up because these are things that have been used in real-life cases to prove that someone's suicide or someone's murder was justified because they were under some sort of spell, some sort of curse. So, And when I'm talking about, like, horror movies, I'm not talking about, like, The Invisible Man. That shit's scary as fuck. What I'm talking about is, like, during the 1960s, <clears throat> particularly the starting in the 1960s, going towards even furthering into today's into today's world right you've got rosemary's baby that came out in 1968 the devil rides in the exorcist the amityville horror the evil dead the prince of darkness like those are just those are just examples of media that is meant to scare you into like (laughs) <laughs> like that's literally it. It's meant to scare you. Like when I was growing up, paranormal activity. Um, you have the Conjuring movies nowadays. Annabelle. Like all of these movies are based on the sole foundation of the fear of being possessed. How does one get possessed? Well, you can't get possessed if you believe in. Like, I'm not saying that you can't get possessed if you believe in God because we all seen The Exorcism of Emily Rose and that shit fucked me up, okay? (laughs) That movie fucked me up. (laughs) But those are just some of the examples as far as like horror films. Let's get into the rock and roll, right? So I remember the Judas Priest lawsuit. A parent sued the band for making her son kill himself by hiding subliminal (laughs) messaging in their songs twisted sister also was involved in a lawsuit like that with the same fucking scenario and let us not forget okay let us not fucking forget that you can play stairway to heaven backwards on a record player and hear some sort of demonic message yeah that's right you heard led zeppelin's stairway to heaven if you play it backwards has a demonic message on it it just it's 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 all about the workings of satan (laughs) and so let me get into this one right my husband brought me to a like I was telling you earlier my husband brought me to a movie it's called fear it's a new movie it just got released and it's about friends meeting up at this cabin in northern california Um, the main guy, he brings them all together because he wants to propose to his girlfriend. He just got his book published. She just finished her doctorate in religion. Um, they COVID all of a sudden hit, like it was supposed to be like, Oh, the pandemic, right. Centered around the pandemic. So they're in this cabin all up in the fucking, sorry, this inn it's an inn. Okay. Um, up in Northern California, they're isolated from everything else. So supposedly the, like these witches put a curse on the land. They put a curse on the inn, and, um, th- uh, supposedly they use the fear, your own fears, like they mirror it to you and then you die because you're so scared. And then they essentially suck up your essence and that's how they stay alive forever. Right. <laughs> this is where it got problematic for me. Um, the only survivor was the, was the female who got her doctorate in religion. And the only reason why she survived was because she was quoting Bible verses in order to fend off the spirit. Obviously nothing wrong with that. And I, it's, it is what it is. I just personally think it's terrible writing. Like, it's so predictable. It is so predict. It's not even scary. It's not even scary at that point. In my eyes, that's not fucking scary. I digress. I fucking digress. <sighs> even a more recent one. Even this more recent one, right? Where Sam Smith was performing at the Grammys. Supposedly his performance was a fucking satanic ritual. So like we're still seeing the effects of religious extremists taking it way too fucking far. Sometimes it is what it is. It's just a fucking performance. It's not going to be some sort of ritualistic like or satanic ritualist type of dealio. (sighs) But again, people fear what they don't know. And if you don't believe in God or attend church or follow the morals and the teachings of the Bible, you will fall susceptible to possession of the devil and demons and evil spirits. That is the motive behind this movement, but also to believe to, (laughs) but also to, quote, believe the children. That was literally the slogan on two of these fucking cases, so throughout this episode, you will hear me uh, reference SRA, which stands for Satanic Ritual Abuse. I actually know a person who um, was almost sacrificed as a baby. So this shit is true. This shit, <laughs> this shit is true. It's it's true. It happened. You know and uh, like these actions and events in the 1980s and 90s is a very very real thing and i'm not saying none of these events happened the hysteria in which was caused and led by the media is the reason why so many people during this time in their lives it, it was ruined their lives were essentially ruined For example, in 1988, uh, Geraldo Rivera released a documentary called Devil Worship, exposing Satan's underground. In 1991, 2020, televised a Roman Catholic exorcism. And who can forget the evangelical documentary called Hell's Bells, which was trying to connect rock and roll music to the devil? I think... (laughs) Now that I'm looking at how long this episode is, I think I might make this into a two-parter. So I'm going to get it started because the first one that I bring up isn't necessarily a case. It's just um a, a sensationalized media event that happened. And then after that, we'll we'll break and then we'll do a second episode for the actual cases that happened in satanic panic. So satanic panic is a moral panic consisting of over 12,000 unsubstantialized cases of satanic ritual abuse starting in the United States in the 1980s and spread throughout many parts of the world by the 1990s and still persisting today. Many had tried to bring forth the role playing game of Dungeons and Dragons. uh, Many had tried to bring forth that the role playing game of Dungeons and Dragons was recruiting your children into the ways of Satanism, giving them spells and rituals to perform. We will go over a few of the most well-known cases that brought the fear of God back into the public, but was the fear great enough to get religious participation back up? Before we move forward, I leave you with a trigger warning for sexual abuse involving children, murder, suicides, and potentially graphic content. Our timeline starts in the 1970s with M- Michelle Remembers. Um, it's a discredited um, book that was written in the 1980s by a Canadian uh, psychiatrist named Lawrence Padzar and his psychiatric patient and eventually wife. Yeah, no, you heard that right. His eventually she would be his wife, Michelle Smith, a bestseller, Michelle remembers, relied on the discredited practice of recovered memory therapy to make sweeping, uh, lucid claims that satanic ritual abuse involving Smith, which contributed to the rise of satanic panic in the nineteen eighties. While the book presents its claims as fact and was extensively marketed on that basis at the time, no evidence was provided. All investigations in the book failed to corroborate any of its claims. Um, with investigators describing its contents as being primarily based on elements of popular culture and fiction that were popular at the time when it was written. In 1973, Padzar first started treating Smith at his private psychiatric uh, practice in Victoria, British Columbia. In 1976, when Padzar was treating Smith for depression related to her having had a miscarriage Smith confided that she felt she had something important to tell him but could not remember what it was so therefore Padzer and Smith had had a session where Smith reportedly screamed for 25 minutes nonstop and eventually started speaking in a voice of a 5-year-old according to Padzer Um, During the next 14 months, he spent more than 600 hours using hypnosis to help Smith recover um, seemingly memories of satanic ritual abuse that occurred when she was five years old in 1954 and in 1955 at the hands of her mother, Virginia Proby, and others, all of whom Smith said were members of a satanic cult in Victoria. Adzer was a credentialed psychiatric and fellow of the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons of Canada. And his book states that its source materials, the therapy tapes, were scrutinized. However, the accuracy of the allegations in Michelle Remembers' Um, they were questioned as soon as the book was published. After the book's publication, Padzer withdrew his assertion that it was the Church of Satan that had abused Smith. When Anton Levey, who founded the church years after the alleged events of Michelle Remembers, th- threatened to sue uh, for, for a li- libel. In October 1980's article um, in a magazine called McLean's, Paul Grisco interviewed Smith's father, uh, Jack Proby, who denied the allegations against Smith's mother, Virginia, who died back in 1964, and claimed he could refute all the allegations in the book. Grisco also noted that the book failed to make any mention of Smith's two sisters, Cheryl and... That's a Tartate... Tartia? Tartia. Or that Padzer and Smith, both Catholics, had divorced their spouses and married each other. The book also fails to mention any police investigation or any attempts Padzer made to involve the police in verifying any of the book's accusations. This book... Michelle remembers was kind of like a catacly, catacly. This book, Michelle remembers is probably one of the turning points in the satanic panic phenomenon. And I'm going to cut the episode right here. This will be a two parter. I'm so sorry, guys, but this will be a two parter. Um, In the next episode, I'm going to go over the cases, the five most infamous cases that pretty much took the world by storm, or I should say took the world by a media frenzy frenzy of hysteria involving (laughs) Satanism. So make sure you stick around and listen for that. So let me know what you think of this episode. Um, if you have any feedback, if you have any questions, if you have any future topic episode ideas, let me know. Send me an email at murder420podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on the socials, Instagram, and TikTok, which is murder on the 420 official. All underscores, no, all un- all lowercase no space no underscores no dashes no nothing it's just murder on the 420 pot uh murder on the 420 official i can't even i don't even remember my own handles great also don't forget to like don't forget i can't even speak right now Don't forget to like, don't forget to share, and obviously, please, please, please don't forget to follow and subscribe. Make sure you have your notifications turned on so that you know when when new episodes get aired. But until then, stay stoned, stay mind-blown, and have a higher train of thought. I'm Elle, and this is Murder on the 420 Express.